0: We become a race of peeping Toms. Something happened, something was happening. I had no
1: idea. Where is her treacherous husband now? But in a place where she can
0: visit, if she wished, mine is with the ancestors. <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm so drinking, How can you hold cake and not eat it? Oh shit, you guys got coke here. Oh my god, of course.
1: I mean, I know to you I'm just your old
0: fat Aunt Maddie Faye. I'm more than that, sweetheart. These
1: are godless times, Mrs. Snell. You're all feckin' boring, with your piddlin' grievances over
0: nothin'. You're all feckin' boring! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and oh, this is going to be a wonderful year, Blanche. (laughs) And my name is Colin Drucker, and I ain't no one's trophy
1: goose. (laughs) Uh, Oh, here we are. I wasn't going to say double ketchup, I'll
0: tell you that much. (laughs) Double ketchup. That's right. Not on my burger. No, not on my watch and not on my burger. Oh, my gosh. Those two really had no chemistry whatsoever, and I guess that's probably the point because he's still in nerd mode at that point we'll talk about it yeah but so many thoughts uh about this film this yeah
1: so folks we're you know we're we're doing kind of a light sequel september you know last week we put out the after show next week just gonna tell you right now we're taking the week off you know i'm starting a new job you're you got stuff going on um and yeah. uh, you know, ease up. And you know what? We just we're gonna need a week off after covering 1982's Grease Two, Greased, oh. Grease Tall. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All the
1: L's in two. Yes, oh. <laughs>
0: Now, I think I know the answer to this, but. Have you ever seen Greece in its entirety, or just some like smatterings of scenes over the years? From the movie, I've seen Snips and Snails. I've seen Ithaca okay. did like a
1: their the theater department did a production of Greece one year, which Ooh. was a sort of a, a surprising choice because they typically did more like you know Ithaca yeah. College, you know, sure. Dillingham yeah, exactly, yes. exactly, you know doing you know uh the shape of things you know and um yes the mystery of edwin drew they did that and they did an opera this one year called the consulate and it was so yeah oh it was so good oh yeah yeah yeah. so good um and so greece was kind of a like oh okay um so i'd seen that and I, i i can't say that i it left a significant impression um but yeah, so I, I I've seen just a bit of you know grease here and there enough to to judge it, you know what I mean? Enough to blindly sure. hate it. But grease too, I I had not
0: seen a lick of. Oh, I love that! I love that you went in cold, because truly here are my here's my like opening thoughts. I thought this movie started off very strong. I thought that like the first four numbers are so much fun. And then, like I think after reproduction, I would even say like "Do It for Your Country" was great because I love me some Demucci. We're gonna talk about mm-hmm. him, um, but uh, the, and then it just took a turn. Like I think that song, like "Prowling," that horny men song, whatever, like the the T Birds, mm-hmm. and then just like everything just like fell apart for me. And they like the end of this movie. I can't even talk about the last song they sing it is abysmal like that's sort of like they have that like sort of kick line thing at the end at the luau it's I think there are parts of this that like I know that the Grease 2 fans ride hard and Cool Rider is great too also but then it just like fell off and this is a two-hour movie folks and for the last like 45 minutes to an hour to be kind of just kind of like (laughs) like plateauing into like that ditch that what's his face rides his motorcycle in I was just like oh I wanted it to come back and it had some moments at the end but um I I'd say I'd give it like a b minus maybe a c plus but I really do like the first five numbers a lot I I had a lot of fun with those What about you? I can't disagree with anything you just said. I had a very
1: similar experience. Because, you know, I went in, and I did my usual harumph of, like, okay. Oh, everybody just starts singing, huh? Is that how these movies work? You know, just because I have to, because I can't, you know. In my mind, you know, I'm Stephanie, you know, Zizemore or whatever her name is. But uh, (laughs) I'm hardly as cool in real life. Um, And so, but, you know, then... Even in the opening number, I kind of warmed up. I mean, honestly, the arrival of Connie Stevens, I was like, oh, God, she's so beautiful. I love Connie Stevens.
0: Uh, Yes. Now, do you know her from other things or is it just this? I feel like I've known her name
1: and I think isn't she who Eddie Fisher left Debbie Reynolds for? Oh, see, I don't even know that. Wow. I think She so. is beautiful. Yeah, she's stunning. I mean, like, the fact that, like, Michelle Pfeiffer and Connie Stevens are in the same movie is really just, like, a passing of the batons of just, like, insanely beautiful women, you know? I mean, like, yes. I put Connie Stevens next to Anne-Margaret and Sophia Loren. I'm just like, Jesus gotcha. Christ. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm
1: less gay. Um, so, like, you know, then I got into it, and I was like, you know— it's not like I'm a loyalist to Greece, so there was no sense of like, huh, where's 47 year old Stocker Channing, you know? Yes. But like, I knew enough to be like, <laughs> oh, DD Khan, Frenchie. And I just went with it, you know? It was like, yeah. Greece 2 is just going to be its own little weird thing. And I'm just going to kind of enjoy it. Like, I don't really think I'd seen Lorna Luft in anything before, so there was the novelty of like, okay. What's Liza's half sister doing? You know, and yes, um, and we all know Maureen Tiffey from Fame. So good to see her. Again. Great, yeah. Her IMDb yeah. picture looks like she disappeared in 1987.
0: You know, oh my god, I love it. I'm obsessed with it. It's so good. <laughs> that curly hair. Oh, I just oh. it's so dramatic. Um, yes,
1: you know, and and Pamela Adline, Anyway, we'll talk about all of them. But it was like I I was getting into it, and even the like, you know, it was like one of the running themes I felt with reproduction and the bowling scene was like Mm -hmm. the songs would start and I was like, Ooh, I don't think this plane's going to take off. I think we've got too much baggage on this. This isn't going to take off. And then much to my surprise, I was like, okay, we're taking off. And yeah, I don't know. I agree with you. It was somewhere after, it was once this like you've got male, you know, Cyrano, you know, De Bergerac, cool rider subplot. You're not really Cyrano De Bergerac, but you know what I'm talking about. Like once yes. this uh, this new identity showed up, it just dragged down the movie. And like the next thing I knew, Stephanie was having a duet with a dead fantasy version of Michael. I,
0: yeah, that was the lowest point for me. I think. Yeah, I was like. What the fuck is going on here? But I know. Yeah, go on, go on.
1: You know, but but I I can see why this has cult appeal
0: and I can also see why this flopped and is also considered a dud. Yeah, I it's just um if I I'm trying to think of like how to fix the second half of this movie, I would I would still have him do the I just want I don't think they should be together anyway. He's such a square. And I know it's like the opposite of like, um, you know, the first one where, you know, Sandy is more of like a goody two shoes, but at least Sandy like can party. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think this guy's like such a, like he's so boring. He's super hot. Oh, I mean, Jesus good lord, Christ. Um, I I couldn't get over him really. I was just like his hair, his eyes. It, oh God, he and and those glasses. I think it's there's a sweater that he wears. It's like a a turquoise sweater. He wears it in reproduction, yes. and I think he wears it out to get the burgers too. But in reproduction, mm-hmm. he has those glasses. Oh my God, I'm just obsessed with him. Um but i'm not rooting for him i'm just he's just kind of like okay he likes this girl they're not really a good match at least i don't know i like the decept- there is no deception in greece i almost got a greece one huh. uh in the first one you know she just comes out at the end and is like super hot i wish there was like less of that and i would have never had him like i just would have had him show up to the talent show and like drive by then cut to the talent show like we don't need to see we don't need to chase him off a cliff we don't we definitely don't need that dream sequence death number um yeah yeah
1: well and and I yeah. and and I'm going to be honest and I think it's probably a good thing for a movie like this I may have been I may have had a little bit of pot when I watched this movie sure yeah and I'll say one by the time you get to the luau I've never been more grateful for being a little buzzed because it, it almost started to make sense. And you just kind of, at that point you're like, whatever baby, you know? Um, yeah. But I think I never fully grasped why the, the Thunderbirds, the T-Birds, why they were so bothered by Cool Rider. Like,
0: why was this like,
1: we gotta get them. Like what, what did he do? Remind me. What did he do? That's
0: true. Yeah, I mean the other gang I could see they kicked. He kicked the gang leader, and he's in the first one too. Okay, like the like the bad guys. That's or what where, his name was. That's where yeah. I got
1: confused because I thought isn't there another gang that he like he beat up that yeah. guy? So like, why are the T Birds upset
0: with him? Is it because he's talking to Stephanie? I think Johnny which we'll talk about Johnny. Oh, of course we will. I think Johnny was upset because, and I feel so bad for Paulette played by Lorna because Lorna, you know, or (laughs) Lorna, Paulette, she's great. She's the best he'll ever get, she tells him at one point. And I think so too. And he's still kind of lusting after Stephanie and he'll never have her. So I think you're right with that. Like, I think he, he wants secretly to be her cool writer and they're like, he's stepping on their turf but i get mm-hmm. it like it does feel like an overreaction because really at the very end when they give him the t-bird jacket i'm like was it all for that is that why you were trying to get a hold of him just to give him a jacket like i don't understand yeah i i don't know and it was i mean
1: in some ways like is greece to a version of west side story with like a less tragic ending Kind of, right? I mean, is Michael yeah. not Tony? Is Stephanie not Maria? Is 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 Nagarelli Paulette not? Paulette's Anita. Uh,
0: Paul- yeah. Yes,
1: Paulette's Anita. Um, Dolores is anybody's, you know?
0: Oh my gosh, so true.
1: So like, there's a part of me that was like, at first I was like, this is...
0: Frenchie's Doc? Sorry, I oh! just had to keep going. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess technically like, what's her name? The, you know, the principal should be Doc, but I love that Frenchie's Doc. Yes that's yeah. perfect yeah she's like my goal <laughs> yeah because there's the other thing i don't think i ever figured out whether Frenchie has gone back to school as a
0: student or whether she's their chemistry teacher oh i know <laughs> it's like i feel like she's the only one who said yes to the sequel <laughs> like even like the bit players in the first one like jan and marty didn't even say yes to the sequel so yeah i i mean but leave I, it I think frenchy you know Frenchie definitely was a runaway hit too. You know, besides Sandy, I think she's one of the more popular pink ladies. I mean, we all love Rizzo, the gays and the gals. Oh, know, sure. But, I, um, I love Frenchie. I mean, I, I appreciate it. Same. And, and
1: she is, you know, uh, she was a, a welcomed presence in this in terms of like, you know, for anyone who doesn't know the complex plot of Grease 2, Sandy's <laughs> cousin, Michael, has now come to Rydell High And uh, I so Sandy, I guess, gave Frenchie the heads up of like, make sure to look for my my beautiful cousin, Michael. Um, And I assume like Sandy was supposed to be from England because it's like obviously Olivia's Olivia Newton-John is from Australia.
0: And Maxwell Caulfield is let's see. He is. uh, I don't I mean he sounds British. I mean he just has that inflection, you know. Yeah,
1: I uh, and I only know him from the movie Empire Records when he played Rex Manning.
0: Did you ever see that movie? Ooh, no, oh. is that with like Liv Tyler? Uh, yes. That, like,
1: an... And and okay. oh my god, he is from England. You are correct, and he. Oh, he's married to Juliet Mills. How do you like that? Um, I love her. You love her. I, I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't know. I I have no idea who Um, that is Empire Records is a 1995 staple you're gonna love this cast okay so uh, Debbie Mazar you love her I love Debbie Johnny Whitworth who you may not know by name but super cute Mm -hmm. Um, Renee Zellweger uh, which you know whatever Liv Tyler uh, and I I, I, I thought Brittany Murphy was in this doesn't she show up in this at some point I don't know well, well, there goes that. Um, maybe you won't love, <laughs> but this the game. others are, but the others are great yeah. too. But I thought yeah, I remembered, sure. th- and obviously Liv Tyler. But I thought I remember. Oh, Ethan Embry's in it. Robin Tunney. Oh, That's who I'm thinking of. Robin Tunney. You know, Ugh. you don't love her as much.
0: I don't know her. I don't know her. Eh, it's all right. I should look along with you. I'm not looking at the pictures. I'm just envisioning it in my head. But maybe I do know her. Empire Records. Robin
1: Tunney's okay. one of those. Like, I could tell you like three things about her, maybe, but I could probably only tell you two things about Robin Tunney. She kind of looks like a uh, the missing, oh. like a missing yep. Day Chanel cousin. Yep, she's in the craft, right? Yes, of course she's in the craft. That's yes, what I would. The craft. I, the craft. Oh, and she was in Vertical Limit in two thousand. I remember seeing that in the theaters.
0: Oh, that sounds oh. scary.
1: You know, it wasn't.
0: I thought it was going to be, <laughs> you know, you know what? It wasn't. It wasn't. Kay?
1: Okay. <laughs> um, but, um, but anyway, so Michael comes to Rydell High in 1961. And, uh, you know, we do see, I, who apparently were in the first movie, um, the principal, Miss McGee, played by Eve Ugh. Arden. Um, An icon. icon. And Eve Arden is a queen. She was kind of. We actually should really be giving more airtime to Eve Arden because back in her day, back in, like, the 50s and the 60s, like, she was the queen of being, like, the funny, supportive friend. Like, that was her thing. Like, that was what people knew her for, for is, like, being the witty best friend and things. So I kind of feel like we, like, she's she may be a patron saint of this podcast and we don't even know it.
0: Oh, my gosh. I love that. Yeah. And... I mean, lest we forget, is it Dodie Goodman as Blanche oh, as well?
1: Dodie Goodman as her assistant Blanche, who has
0: truly the finest IMDB picture I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> she's like I don't know, she looks like she's an extra in Alice or something like yeah. that. Like I don't know what's happening. It's uh it's Dodie Goodman. I I don't I can't say
1: I could tell you much about Dodie Goodman, but watching this that's that's who I would want to play in this movie, I think.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's even funnier in the first. I mean, I do believe that I'm I'm calling it now that my birthday pick is Greece. just the OG Grease, because I really do think in so many ways that that is, I think I've said this before, maybe to you or on the pod, that that might be the culture that was, when I realized culture was made for me. Wow. Because I, my mom got a VHS tape, It was two VHS tapes, special edition. The first one was the movie and the second one was a behind the scenes documentary. And I wore that shit out because I just, I didn't know what a movie musical was. Mm -hmm. And I think like I so wanted something that like my mom said like, here, watch this, you'll like it. You know, and I I think that it meant a little bit more that I just didn't discover it on my own. And I, I, after I finished watching Grease 2, I was like, yuck because i hated that last number and i went and watched uh we go together like the last song of greece the original greece with like the car floating off in the distance and it just took me back and then mm. i watched the dance at the gym i want to do an episode i wish there were more than just like west side story in greece but like dance at the gym movies like that's what i want so oh, i want to do yeah. a whole episode on them because i could do... do like a play-by-play We'd have to oh, do like grease. she's all that to, to fill that out. Yeah, yeah, or 13 going on 30, right? With thriller dance or something. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just fucking love Greece. And I think I've really convinced myself that that's not cool because people hate Greece. But not everyone hates Greece. And I shouldn't be ashamed of it. So here I am. Here I am. <laughs> and I'm holding a copy of Grease the the two VHS copy and I'm like escorting you
1: back into a basement apartment yeah yeah you big baby you big baby oh god oh. they'll fly by
0: yes oh, oh my gosh. god
1: yeah I mean you know and listen I say I hate Grease because it's just like it's just my default but I, I what I can recognize is like the music of course in comparison to Greece too the music oh. from Greece is great like the songs yeah. are are catchy and memorable and like uh certainly the choreography and all of that i think it's like Greece has that like and obviously we will talk about this on your birthday but like there is this especially the guys there is this kinetic energy that they have it's as if they are so horny that they're just it's like that thing on tiktok the love surge did you see that trend of the love surge <laughs> of
0: course it's like they're all that the, is, they're all yes. the love search
1: husband you know
0: yes yes
1: and so oh, so true that just like resonates of like, oh, God, it, there's, there's just a lot of like, oh, geez, baby, and like falling on the ground and like acting like they're being electrocuted just because like a woman walked by. It's just so intense. And I know it's on purpose. Like I'm not, you know, a car flies away at the end. I know this isn't reality, but it's just it's just such a bonkers movie. But in the in the rearview mirror of now
0: having watched Grease too, it's like, OK, like, let's be real, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I would say that Grease 2 is, like, a hundred times hornier than Grease. And Grease is pretty... The musical's pretty horny, too, mm. like, I will say. Like, they took some stuff out, and or they didn't put some numbers in the movie, because there's that whole number called mooning, um, and a lot of just, like, I don't know, some perverted lines, but they really turn the volume up on these men. So let's talk about these boys, shall we? Mm. Yes. Okay. So, so where who do you want to start <clears throat> with?
1: I mean, I think let's, you know, let's work our way up to Nagarelli because yes. uh, Oh my god. Oh boy. But you know, let's start with a, a familiar face. We love a little bit of Christopher, Christopher McDonald and in this he plays Goose.
0: Goose. And I got I tell you what, he looks hot as hell. He fills out those jeans oh, beautifully. At that, that one scene,
1: that bulge, I was like, yep. I I was imagining that I was
0: singing to that bulge in heaven. You know, I was just like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, come back to me. Yeah, he's so hot. He's about like a foot taller than everyone else, which is funny, mm. um, and maybe like five years too old. But I love that he's in this movie. I, I sort of forgot that the first time around, and, and now having him as a, he's everywhere, this man. You know, I mean, uh, you know, obviously, he was in hacks, and he, the man has not stopped working for like 45 years, I feel. But I feel like he's not the most coordinated, and he's not really the most featured. Like you said, we're working our way up. But yeah, I'm glad to see him. I'm glad to see that and ass. Tell you that much. I'll tell yeah. you
1: that. I mean, and yes, those, I mean, just the way that, like, and, and this isn't specific just to this movie, but movies like this, where, like, there is a way in which those dungarees are just broken in. You know what I mean? We're like, Yeah, those jeans have just been bathed in. They are so broken in and just the bulge hugging that's going on. It's just I just don't feel like I just don't feel like we have this anymore. We have gray sweatpants and that and thank God. But like, yes, I just don't think jeans are doing what they used to.
0: Yeah, let's get someone in. Jeans with a great ass, like uh, a Mark Wahlberg type. You yeah. know what I mean? I need. We need something like that. Yeah, I. That that's the thing. Is like, maybe when we want to
1: talk about like you know the next you know guest model wearing a pair of guest jeans, like get out of my way, Kate Moss. I think just get Christopher Maloney in a pair of low rise, yes. you know, dark wash denim's, and watch your watch your stock soar.
0: Guess guess yes. what? <laughs> Guy? Okay. Guy? Okay. <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs> oh. oh gosh. Uh I I feel we should give him a little bit of a a shout out, but we have Davey played by Leaf Green, who's sort of like Sean Aston before Sean Aston. I you was know? gonna
1: say I kept thinking, wait, is that Sean Aston? Yeah. Yeah. Uh but he's just like the short friend who ends up with Dolores. Yeah, and I'm like, how old are you? Wow. Yeah, because Dolores is real they young. At the end, yeah, like because he's—they're all like—I mean, who knows? You know, these these are not questions you ask about Greece too. I just realized this is not math that you need to do in yeah, Greece 2 Yeah, you just go with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's so yeah. That's pretty much what I know of Davy. But like uh, you mentioned it before, and I fully agree. Let's let's go
0: down to the bunker with Demucci. Oh my God. I was going to say it last week too because he was, I saw him in, I watched Reproduction and I watched Score Tonight and I was like, oh my God, he has that like seduction number too. And there's something about him. He's just, and he's gay in real life, which is so wonderful. Up. Yes. Yeah. He's like a two time Tony nominated actor. He was nominated in 1991 for Best Actor in a Play for. These are like that. This is like that era. It sounds like an SNL skit. The play's called Our Country's Good. Oh, yeah. And that, then like, he was a weird era yeah, of Broadway. It's like shows. not a title. But yeah. It was a title. And then another uh, featured actor in a play. I didn't write the year, but it was a couple of years prior for Eastern Standard. I'm <laughs> like, all right.
1: Okay. But yeah,
0: has a, a lovely husband. Um, and I just think he's so hot in like the nerdiest way.
1: Uh, and his name, of course, is uh, Peter Frechette um yes. which makes me think of Freshetta pizza but that's
0: <gasps> Freschetta Freshetta, you know that the 90s things and they're thing? still
1: around but you know Freschetta you look at the box and you think this is going to be disgusting nope it's really good Freschetta is better Freshetta is better um <laughs> you know you'll appreciate this Peter Forshet is in the movie The Savages
0: wait a minute. He plays Matt. You love that movie. You actually do love that movie. That's not a joke. I do actually love that movie. And I'm, okay, I need to know who Matt is. He, we'll see how far down. Damn. He, oh, I mean, he's I like, mean, he has to be pretty far. He's like I think, 16th build. I, yeah. Oh, but that, I mean, I'm going to watch the savages this weekend. I just like, I was so, I was crushing so hard on him the entire time during this movie. And he's, I mean, let's, in, he's totally a goofball, like to the point where, like, all right, you need you're at a, you're at a twelve. Oh yeah, and we need you at like a seven, maybe. You know, but he's got
1: that like that sexy ugly thing that I like, and I think he's got like I think some like I think the lid fell off like the the jar of ugly when they were pouring into the pot of Pete Davidson. You know, when you're making spaghetti sauce and all the oregano falls in, I feel like Pete Davidson got. It's like seven doses of the ugly that Peter Frechette got, but Peter Frechette got the perfect mix where it's like just a little bit of, a little bit of Angelica Houston and it just makes him hotter. You know what I
0: mean? Does that make oh, any sense? Oh, yeah. Like- I mean, <laughs> you know, I totally agree. And you know who he reminds me of and you might have to look it up or maybe you'll remember him in the sex lives of college girls, um, Leighton's dad. So Leighton is, um, what's her face? Renee Rapp, the blonde lesbian.
1: Oh, that guy. His name
0: is uh, Rob Hubel. He's in Fun Mom Dinner. Of
1: course. Yeah, no, he, Rob yeah. Hubel. Uh, he's he's kind of like, if you can't get Will Arnett, get Rob Hubel.
0: Yeah, but he kind of has a little Peter, Peter? Peter Frechette. Peter, Peter Frechette a little bit too as well. And I, I dig it. I'm just like, I love his nose. Yeah. I think he's just like, and I love that he's gay too. That just like really takes it up a notch it, <laughs> for, I,
1: for all of us. Oh, and he okay. Oh, he's openly gay, long-term partner since 1988
0: with David. Ugh. Let's see what David Warren looks like. Let's see. He's very handsome. I've already looked him up. He's like a, a producer or a director of he's some sort. He's a director.
1: Oh, he was. He directed uh, some uh, one episode of Emily Owens M.D., one of my favorite shows. With uh, oh, with one of the Gummers. Yeah. Um. So there you go. All right uh well good for them uh you know i mean that that scene is so like that's it that that song like doing it for the country whatever is a perfect example of like when it started i was like i don't i don't know if this is gonna work and then it just worked i think once she got into it then it got really
0: fun yep. you know oh for sure and she's great maureen tfee as sharon we'll talk about the gals too but yeah i think his hottest line in that song i think i wrote it down he's like your mother doesn't even have to know about it, Sharon. Oh, <laughs> it Sounds like the corniest line, but his voice drops like three octaves and he has that sort of like New Yorker, like, I don't know, taxi cab mm-hmm. driver accent. And I'm just like, oh. oh yeah. Take me, Please, take me.
1: Yeah, take the Queens Boulevard all the way to heaven. yeah, Yes, yes. Oh. Um, so those are, I think those are all of the, those are the birds I believe. Those are the birds. Oh, except and, for... You, I mean, I, we almost forgot him. We almost Johnny. forgot. Johnny Nagarelli, played by Adrian Zimed.
0: What a little cutie patootie. Oh, I know. The best dancer. Mm. And like I, I, and he was also a replacement for Danny Zuko in two uh, productions of Grease on Broadway. The original, and then there's another one. 22 years later, in 1994, he was a replacement for Danny as well. Wow. Oh, isn't that cool? Good for him. Good for Adrian, you know? Yeah, he was great. I mean, if that is him singing, like his vocals are off the charts. He mm. like him gyrating those hips around during that bowling number. I was like, whoa. I mean, that that prowling
1: song, he had that one like solo moment oh, yes. where I was like, OK, that's that's really good. That's some that's good yeah. stuff. I mean, that song, I, I feel like prowlin' is about going to the supermarket and picking up Cashiers, right? Like, is that isn't that what that talks <laughs> yeah, <song's right>? about?
0: <laughs> I know it was such a weird transition into like rehearsal for the talent show. Yeah, like, where are we right now? Why are you at Pathmark? You know, like, why are there yes. cashiers
1: here? Why are you at key Foods right now?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? <laughs> like,
1: this is where you pick up chicks. Like, she's working till ten. Like, yeah. I've been a cashier. I know you can't just leave. That's right.
0: Oh. but uh, I just think he's so hot. He has great arms. I think like he understood the assignment. It, like it made so much more sense when I saw that he was in like two productions of Grease on Broadway. I was like that. Yeah, he's he's a pro.
1: Yeah. He gets the like the Grease aesthetic. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: I think he's kind of the most extreme example of like nagarelli what are you so upset about like would you just sit down and eat an ice cream sandwich and cool off buddy like you don't even know what you're upset about and then you get over it because i mean like this is kind of interesting you know not to spoil grease too for anyone but i feel like the resolution for for johnny is like oh wow you made that jump all right you're good in my book it's Oh, it's so strange. It's just how easy it is to get a fucking T-Bird
0: coat. I know. And plus, Michael's been doing their, like, book reports the entire year, too. It's not like... Right. So why, like, I don't know. Also, like, Michael's so hot that, like, Every girl in the school would be after him. I'm sorry. Like, he's not nerdy enough to be, like, an outcast. He's just too hot. Sorry. I
1: agree. No, it doesn't make sense to me that he's like, oh, look at this nerd. It's like, because he's wearing a sweater vest. I mean, he is stunning. He is Brad Pitt in Legends of the Fall. Like, he is so, (laughs) I think he was in that one, or, you know, A River Runs Through It, or one of those movies. Sure, one of those. But, you know, that era. He is so obscenely hot. it's just there's no sexy ugly. there's no like weird quirkiness, even Adrian Zemet. It's like he's got like a you know a nuanced hotness, he's a little unconventional hotness, but like Maxwell Caulfield is just plain hot and it's
0: yeah, i I feel like they're trying to push they didn't want to replicate the plot in the first movie, even though they kind of did just with like the opposite gender. but like in the first one sandy is beautiful and everyone's starting to notice her so that's why the pink ladies snatch her up mm-hmm. and in this one maybe it would have behooved them to like have michael be scooped up by the t-birds in a way and then they kind of like mentor him to like you know be cool be cool because um, i guess that
1: and, and granted you would know better than i would but i felt like there was so much more of that like real like that that trope of like everybody's such an asshole in high school and like the bullying and all that there was like more of that in this than i feel like there. i feel like in greece everybody's just like friends but you like except for the nerds you know but like they just yeah eugene yeah Eugene's the main nerd yeah yeah but it's st- otherwise it wasn't like in this one the t-birds were kind of the the antagonists
0: yeah they kind of suck they took that guys, upright base like, in the fr- the opening number, I was like, that's, like, $5,000. Yeah. Like, I can't believe that you're just, like, throwing that away. It, it, yeah, they are mean. They're mean. Yeah, and so that was a little, like, I think that was a little off-putting. Even
1: even at first, there was an energy that, like, and I think they dropped it really quickly of, like, oh, even the pink ladies are kind of, like, jerks. Like, in that first number, they all came off as, like, real assholes, and
0: the only nice people were Frenchie and Michael, Yeah, I think overall, the T-Birds in the first one are cool and horny, but this one, they're mean and horny, and it just doesn't. And the Pink Ladies, I don't know what they are. They're, it's like yeah. yeah. So Let's let's talk about those pink. Let's ways. talk about them, don't we... They're
1: yeah. a, they're a weird mix. Um. Yeah. You know. I. We can start with so. Uh. The director, who was I guess she was the choreographer for Greece and the choreographer for the Broadway production, Patricia Birch. Um. Her daughter, Allison Price, plays Rhonda. The one with the nose. The right? one with the nose. Yeah.
0: I thought she was cute. Yeah. It's like um i feel they were trying to like kind of buck that again they're trying to not be the pink ladies in the first one too so like but i would maybe put quote she's kind of like a marty sort of but not really and that might not mean anything to you but marty's way cooler so no i'm ronda's Rhonda. yeah
1: Rhonda. i mean that was the kind of the interesting thing was like oh the pink ladies are like they're the coolest girls in school and i was like except for stephanie they're a bunch of dorks <laughs> Like, they're a bunch (laughs) of total dorks. I mean, like, and I'm fine with that, but, like, don't tell me these
0: queens are going to rule the school, you know? We're going to rule the school. That's (laughs) from the first one. Yeah. Oh, Stalker Channing. I cannot wait. I can't (laughs) wait. Oh, I'm so surprised Uh, that... So, when are we going to do Mamma Mia? I have no idea. I mean, I'm going to have to think of a theme. Yeah. A
1: theme. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, maybe we, like... Maybe we give each other a Christmas gift where we like we say, okay, this week we're gonna do a movie I know you really want to do.
0: Ooh, I love that. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm to- like, let's do it next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I think I just got really excited about uh, Greece. But I, I, I can definitely wait. But I think I like the idea of like if we don't have enough holiday movies, you know, why not? Yeah, and listen, uh, we can do anything we want whenever we
1: want. You know, we we make the rules that's here, right. but. Um and you know listen, there's a part of me that's like, of course I want to do Mamma Mia, but you know I'm gonna cross my arms here and there.
0: Of course, oh my gosh, yeah. I can't, I can't wait because it's just they're both silly, especially Mamma Mia, but I also love it. So, oh, and that you know. that director
1: is just some like I sent you that behind the scenes video, the Christine Bransky one. I don't know if you got a chance yes. to watch it, but like, yeah. they they cut to like you know interviewing what's her name the Lloyd or whatever. And like, and I know that woman is like very accomplished and she's directed some really like great things, but there's this part of me that just like, I'm just like you, you are like the, you're the pigeon lady from home alone too. Like you don't know
0: what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: Who is letting you direct?
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyone can do it.
1: Oh yeah. Including Patricia Birch apparently. Yeah.
0: Uh, but I will say this, the choreography in this movie, I think, is better than the first there's to a point where like during uh score tonight, it was just like almost too much dancing, but I loved it. We have to talk about like some numbers too, but back oh, yeah. to the pink ladies. Um Rhonda's great. There's that. Rhonda's
1: great. You know, we just, we had to get Patricia's daughter out of the way. Rhonda quit the acting gig to focus on restaurants and she's got a place called Allison's in Bridgehampton. So if you're ever out there, <gasps> Oh my God. Stop in and tell her, Hey, haven't seen you on American Bandstand yet. Yeah, haven't seen that nose in
0: forty years. Yeah, <laughs>
1: where's that honker? Um, yeah. And then, I mean, again, like they these all feel like like nerdy theater girls. Because then there's Maureen Tiffy as Sharon, who I guess is going through her Jackie O phase. She's going through With this like
0: hats. this this weird like Kennedy file obsession. Yeah. I did like her, though. Like, I I, I agree with everything you're saying about the gals. It's like, they're just so excitable. They're, like, screaming all the time. Mm -hmm. And all they care about is the T-Birds, where, again, I'm always going to go back to the original, but, like, I feel like Rizzo was able to, like, steer the pink ladies in a way that they were their own unit and didn't really need the men as much. And they were not afraid to stand up to those men either, too, because the men in Greece, the original... We're idiots, and they should be treated as such. Like we're in Greece too. They're like, "Oh, whatever you say, Johnny." You know, I yeah. It's it annoyed me a little bit. It did that.
1: That did come across of like, "Oh, these pink ladies are like pink babies." You know, like they're just <laughs> like, "Oh, oh," like you know. Even towards the end, when like you know, Johnny's having his big moment at the luau, and then like. Paulette has, like, a Michelle in the bear moment, you know, where when when Sarah Paulson was like, (laughs) well, kind of, (laughs) oh, fuck you, Michelle.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We need that. Oh, fuck you, Michelle needs to be in our next, like, intro package. Absolutely. Oh, fuck you, Michelle. (laughs) With, like, a bleep noise, because that's even funnier sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) Like, in the office when they do bleeps. I love it. Uh, Oh fuck you,
1: Michelle. <laughs> um, fuck but even then, like Paulette, that kind of like shrinks back, you know, and like, Oh,
0: nothing. And it was like, Paulette, you're yeah. a pink fucking lady. Yeah. She is the Rizzo character. I mean, you can argue that Stephanie is the Rizzo character, but like Stephanie's not even a pink lady at this point. It's like, she's just kind of over it, but yeah, we'll get to her as well too. Cause I feel I was kind of annoyed with her most of the time, but um, okay, we talked about Sharon, talked about Ron- Rhonda, and uh, where do we go? Next?
1: Well, let's talk about Lorna Luft as Paulette. Be- oh yeah, because oh. I, I actually like—I did kind of—I I think she was like a standout. Like she had some some great vocal moments. She had to, okay, the funniest—the part where I laughed the hardest during this movie is when they were leaving the bowl-a-rama, and she yelled out the window, "Dolores, go home!"
0: <laughs> <laughs> I cackled. <laughs> That is really good. And you know what, I even rewinded it too, because when Stephanie kisses Michael, and Johnny gets like upset about it. And I I was like, wait, what's Paulette doing this? Because she during like that, because she's she's turned around, she's facing upstage, um, (laughs) like to the bowling shoe counter, and she's getting all emotional. And then she turns around. And then she, like, yells at what's-her-face Dolores because she's like, we ain't going nowhere is where we're going or something like that. (laughs) Dolores says, like,
1: I vote pizza. She goes, no, you vote bed. You're going – we're going home.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Go home, Dolores.
1: Go home, Dolores. Oh, my God. (laughs) Dolores leaves her there. (laughs) Well, oh, my God. I mean, that was – I was like, okay – for as much yeah. as I love Judy and I love Liza, I'm going to give Lorna this. Like You
0: got to give her go d- home. Dolores, Dolores go yeah. home. was so fucking funny. Or Dolores go home, Del- whatever the Dolores, order Dolores go
1: yeah. home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. God, that was so funny. Um, but yeah, I, I also, I feel like, you know, for as much as I really liked uh, Paulette and I liked Lorna, I didn't really feel like, she had a story like at least Sharon had the like sex in the bunker scene. I was like, so wait, what's Paulette's narrative?
0: Yeah. I, I initially wrote, and this was during my like honeymoon phase of the first five numbers. I was like, I think this is a dated phrase even now, but I wrote Lorna Luft understood the assignment. I think she's Mm -hmm. like, she fits perfectly in the world of Greece. At least like she enters with that confidence and with that sort of like, I'm going to get Johnny if it's the last thing I do. And I don't even mind if that's her arc too. But like, I think she loses herself a little bit. Like, like (laughs) fuck you, Michelle moment. Mm. I, you know, she, she just wants him so bad, but like, she's not going to get him. But Johnny's kind of like, she does give it to him backstage eventually, but it doesn't feel as satisfying as I wanted her to like, I wanted her like push him into the pit, like on a, drum set or something mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> on the
1: on the replacement upright bass of the guy who he stole it from at the beginning <laughs> yeah of the right yes. yeah
0: on the eugene oh yeah yeah
1: eugene who i mean not that i'm like deeply attached to eugene but like was basically you know uh a, a flyby cameo
0: i know it's like it's you know there's frenchie eugene the principal blanche um, I think the coach is also, um, he's from the first one, too. Yes, it's And he's Caesar. way funnier in the first one. This one, you know, they're really trying to shoehorn in all those jokes. Like, can you catch a basketball? Great, you're on the team. How tall are you? Oh, well, you know, we'll we'll give you high heels. I'm like, oh, Lord. Oh, but boy, yeah. It's fine. Um, But, yeah, Eugene is, you know, Eugene's a great character. I'd love to play Eugene, to be honest. Yeah. Be I mean, I lovely. feel like
1: in the first movie I'd love to play the principal because, like, you don't have to do any numbers. You just get to be Eve yes. Arden, you know?
0: oh yeah oh god she's so fucking funny and oh wait no blanche has a really i think okay i'm just thinking of all these things i want i want to do and and assign you and stuff like that so anyway um this is all to say that i i do think like you were saying before paulette has some great vocals even during uh we're gonna score tonight mm-hmm. um is she in reproduction? Because those girls had some really good vocals, too, I, like the girls' side of the class. Yeah. I can't remember if she, she – I think she was in it. Yeah. But I don't remember. Yeah. I think so. She might have had – like, she might have sat in the back and been all cool. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, well, I do remember because cool. I remember – sorry to interrupt oh, because yeah. I
1: remember she, like, sings right to the teacher at one point. I remember that. Mr. Stewart, played by – Oh, he's hot. Also he's gay, Tab real. Hunter – oh <gasps> no way oh absolutely big gay mm-hmm i love that okay yeah so you know we just oh, need one more who exciting. else who else is gay maxwell caulfield's not we know he's married to juliet mills who you love um i yeah. wish adrian Zemed was gay but i think he is married so yeah maybe Doty goodman's a little bi i don't know
0: <laughs> maybe maybe um I, I was saying, speaking of cool, I think it's time to talk about Stephanie and her peaks and her valleys. I think Michelle Pfeiffer, did I read somewhere? I don't know why. I, I Maybe I'm making this up out of thin air, but I I read the IMDb trivia, which is fairly short, which I was sad about, mm. and that Michelle Pfeiffer didn't really have a good time filming this, and she later like regretted it, even though this was her first, like, time in the spotlight. And maybe I'm just making that up. I don't know. But it kind of seems like that at some point. Like, she just... It feels like she's phoning it in during, especially during the bowling number. I'm like, it just looked like you didn't learn the choreography. (laughs) I don't know if you were picking up on that. I mean, you know, I'll...
1: There's a couple things I picked up. One is, like, when we first meet her and she's got those sunglasses on, she looks like such a doofus. I mean, like, it's just she just looks like you know like when you're a kid and you're wearing sunglasses and you think you look cool but you don't you know sure um and you see those pictures of like you know here we are the family seeing the intrepid in summer of 1999 and you're like oh my god i look like such a Idiot! Like I look like (laughs) I look like Helen Keller on vacation with these fucking glasses, (laughs) Um, or Anne Sullivan. Really, she had the glasses. But in any event, I do not look good. Um, So, so she looked like kind of a doofus there. Uh, Another issue was the accent because it came and it went, and it came and it went and in the beginning it was really
0: strong by the time she was asking for double ketchup it was gone yeah it's like Kirstie Alley in, um, uh It Takes Two remember the first oh. scene where she's yelling at Amanda yo Amanda <laughs> like, come on your dinner's getting cold yo
1: we gotta go come on and by the end she's like oh I would love
0: to. Yeah. Yes. It was. I think, I think her outfit is really cool. Like I like her hair and the jacket and the sunglasses. I think it's when she starts to move and dance in that first number that I was like, what a dweeb. I I don't know. It's just like, they give her like this weird move to do. And I was like, "Ugh, she just doesn't look like she belongs here. But for all you Grease 2 fans out there, I will say the cool rider is a moment. I was singing that song all week. I mean, that's song- just just the one part. The cool mm-hmm.
1: writer. Yeah.
0: Oh, that'll that is such an
1: earworm. But I, I I feel like the one part of that number when she like goes dancing out of the auditorium and she's just kind of like dancing. No, by yeah, her- That's
0: where it's it goes back down again. Yeah, yeah.
1: And it's like you just look like you're stimming out in the quad. You know what I mean? Like you just
0: like like you know,
1: he needs some milk.
0: Somebody help him. <laughs> I say that all the time. I finally had to show (laughs) Keon that vine just so he would know what I was talking about. He needs some milk.
1: Somebody help him.
0: (laughs) Honestly, somebody like dubbed that (laughs) on TikTok of her just like gyrating. It's ridiculous. And so like
1: there was a bit of that. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I, I like Michelle Pfeiffer. You know, we just did on all right mary we did dangerous minds which of course
0: okay i've
1: never seen it i'd never seen it either it's fine it you know it's got its moments but that another one where her accent is just it's like she's it's like she's riding the teacups and like the accent just keeps changing and so i just think when michelle just does michelle um i
0: don't need her to put on a voice you know yeah i'm trying to think of my highlights of um michelle pfeiffer over the years um i like her in i am sam i thought she was great in that same i think same. that's probably my peak i that should have been a best supporting actress nom for her i don't know why mm, diane Weist is great in that movie actually yep. yeah
1: that'd be because dakota fanning was great and that'd be a great movie to. oh do.
0: god she's so good yeah and laura
1: dern on the stairs oh <gasps> i forgot about laura dern in that movie oh okay we're definitely doing i Am we sam. have to do that, like that, i don't even line up alone i don't even care about the like whatever you know so so he play you know i'm sorry they couldn't find an actor who actually you know was mentally impaired to Yo, play sure, the role sure. of sam yeah
0: sean penn is just the side side piece in that movie yeah. you know but loretta a devines lot of great women. in it yeah that's right oh um But I, you know, she's actually in Hairspray, the movie, and she's great in that. Oh, right. yeah, Mm -hmm. Mrs. Velma Von Tussle. Um, I think, and I'll give her this, she sings Cool Rider, and she sings everything in the movie, and I think she's got a great voice, because I feel like that was, like, in my mind at least, like, that song made the radio, like, I feel like it could be a hit.
1: I think that was like the the catchiest number and like had the most kind of oomph to it. But yeah, she. I read, yeah, she did all her own stunts and she sang all her own songs herself. And um, what's interesting, and I haven't seen it, but like right after Grease 2, uh, she was in Scarface, which is just like,
0: whoa, what
1: a, what an incredible movie. What a jump. What a jump. Yeah. And then, you know, a few years later, she was in The Witches of Eastwick. And then I feel like It was, like, the late 80s, early 90s where she did, like, Tequila Sunrise, Dangerous Liaisons, Fabulous Baker Boys, The Russia House, like, Frankie and Johnny, Batman Returns, like, all of these. Like, that that was when Michelle Pfeiffer was, like— you know michelle, michelle. One fine day oh george what a, a palette of browns one fine day <laughs> yes! yes oh my
0: god you're so right just
1: a series of browns i think i watched that on an airplane recently just to confirm it and i was like yeah that movie is literally brown brown everything about it but um i remember as a kid being aware of the title to jillian on her 37th birthday and i was like too rich for my blood but now i'm curious like what the fuck is to jillian on her 37th birthday
0: oh yeah what a title
1: right and of course she was in um up close and personal in 1996 which i mostly know from the celine dion song um yes and that music video that's all of of up close and personal i've seen is like what appears in the celine dion video for um oh what was it called Oh, uh, i know i'm blanking too i could picture it I'm going to find it. And then you're going to be like, Oh, of course it was that song. It was, um, because you loved me.
0: (gasps) Yeah, my mom loves that
1: song. She
0: loves it. It's a
1: great song that, you know, listen, Celine is,
0: Celine has so many fucking jams. It's disgusting. i Keon asked this the other day. He's like, he may, more or less said out loud, Colin has to go see Titanic. And I know you might not get there. I just I don't want it to close and for you to reg- to regret it. But I I, I guarantee you, uh, like, the best night of your life. <laughs> it is so fun. All right. And, you know, speaking of Celine. Yeah, Yo, you're you know, right. You got this new job. Yep. I got to celebrate some theater money and it's, you know, it's not going to break the bank because it's, it's Titanic, even though it's popular now, but every seat is a good seat. I will say there's not like obstructed view in that theater. All right. It's beautiful. Well, then I'll do it. You're right. You're right. Why am I depriving myself? I got theater money now. Yeah. You got theater money. Ooh, another Michelle movie what lies beneath call it.
1: oh you know and she's great in that that's you know she's great in it. that movie the script is like a mess but she is great in it and and i love diana scarwood as her little friend oh
0: who the hell is that diana scarwood I'm, I'm played
1: like... christina in uh mommy dearest um and then she's like her little oh witchy friend gosh. they do the seance together
0: oh my gosh yes yeah
1: i love her um, Ooh, that
0: movie scared me so much it's a great movie poster too one oh of the, yeah one of the best
1: and i remember like going talking. to see that in the theaters when i was i guess 15 i guess it was in yeah. 2000 and it was just like such a i remember it being such an event because it was like oh it's like a modern hitchcock and like you know i think i think the movie is kind of a it, it's a mixed bag of ideas but i love Shelley.
0: Ah, oh, Shelley, we love her. But Stephanie, the character, not so not much. Not so I just much. feel like she's just so, she almost reminds me your favorite trope, Colin. The the petulant teen mm. is what she is in most of this movie. Just kind of like moping around. She doesn't really like her friends. She just wants a this mystery man. I don't know. I I just wanted to shake her. I'm like, yeah. you don't even deserve <clears throat> Michael. But Michael's also stupid <laughs> too so like you're perfect for each other
1: right like maybe this is actually a perfect match because the two of you are just like a couple of
0: rubes yeah 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 um should we should we talk about some numbers some musical numbers here I don't know if we left anyone out of the cast I feel like we got mostly everyone and we
1: talked about the teachers I think we we covered everybody you know we talked about Eve Arden we talked about Connie Stevens you know we mentioned Tab Hunter Dodie we got some Dodie in there uh, that's right, I mean, yeah, she's i when when she's like you know riffing on the on the little xylophone before the morning announcements, I was like that's this is the best role in the show. This is the role everybody is. wants is is who gets to
0: do this, you know, <laughs> and she does it in the first one too, so it's a it's a repeat joke, but it never is not funny,
1: yeah, uh well, yeah, let's you know let's talk about some of these some of these numbers. let's talk about the the yes. ones that add up.
0: I, I wanna start with I keep I just wrote score tonight, but I wonder what it's actually called. Is it gonna is it called We're we're gonna score tonight? Oh it's just called Score Tonight. I'm looking at the Apple Music lineup here. Um but I think I mean Eat Your Heart Out Smash. Remember that polling number? What s- was it?
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, was
0: this like was the Smash number like an homage to Grease Two? Maybe, but this one is so much cooler. Yeah, I um, mean I' ugh oh gosh it was so fun even like that let's roll let's roll let's rock and roll like that part is so good it's like the whole thing it like is an earworm I the girl I don't know if you noticed this the girl that (laughs) she's like randomly dancing and her shadow was on the wall did you see her? Oh, I, like, oh, it's 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 a deep cut. Yeah,
1: I feel like I'm remembering a moment of that, but then I'm like, oh, or maybe my my
0: thinking of the, the nun doing the potty shot, you know? The nuns, I wrote in all caps. I was like, because you see them when the bowling starts, but mm-hmm. just the choice to have nuns in this number, that's when I laughed the loudest. I was just like, this is so stupid. Oh. But the
1: dancing's incredible. It is, and I feel like just, I mean, that's the kind of thing where, like, don't reinvent the wheel, just, like, take a really like you know a setting like this like a bowling alley or whatever you know take some kind of like big kind of uh set piece kind of setting and then just make everybody dance you know and have it go on for a bit like that's the thing is i think actually that scene is the movie needed more moments like this it needed more scenes like this like i think the fact that there was a talent show meant that there was an opportunity to have multiple like big numbers and and i felt like this was you know probably the only one that really maybe got close to that like original like the exuberance of like an original Grease number
0: yeah i think they try well, i want to talk about the luau number but we'll get oh, to it yeah. um i think by I think, then um, i had just been like
1: huh. uh yeah, yeah. no um, um pack it up yeah uh enough of this
0: yeah quiet redsville yeah <laughs> <laughs> quiet redsville <laughs> Uh, Lorna or Paulette singing in this is really good. She just has like one line and it's so good. And she's like, kind of like skipping down the, like the alley, I guess. Is that what you call it? What are you, the aisle? What am I trying? Yeah, the lane. The lane. Um, the lane. yeah. Which in real life, I feel those things are so slicked up that everyone would just fall on their ass. But you know, obviously it's a movie. Yeah. Um, I also love the Johnny and Demucci moment when they almost kiss. I was like, Whoa. Oh, I love that. Um, and I just wrote the dance break is crazy. Like the spinning that they sort of speed up at the mm-hmm. end. Yeah. I was laughing at that too. Cause I was like, this is out of control. Yeah. That's right. And, and it was
1: like, it was unhinged. But at that point I was like, okay, this movie's unhinged. It's fine. Like I'm, a, I'm, a, yeah. I had accepted the movie being unhinged, but it was still on track. It was on unhinged and on track at that point.
0: Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, we all already talked about cool rider um reproduction is great i again those girl soloists are so good i love like just a one liner where you can just tell that they're so talented but all they have is this one line so they're gonna
1: sell it right right like one of them has like you know you don't even know where the stamen is or something like that but it's like yes those are like i feel like if you are in a musical and you are like in an ensemble role and like it's still gold because you get a moment that is almost like a guarantee that people are going to love, you know, like at the yeah. very like I would rather be someone who has three lines, but they're all funny than someone who yep. has like three
0: scenes. But I'm just like a snooze. Yeah. You want to keep them wanting more for sure. Mm-hmm. And I definitely did. But I, I think the number is cute. I think. um It's obviously very sexual, but, like, it feels very greased to have this number. And it feels like the perfect outlet for all of their horniness. I'm like, if we could just stop after this number, tone it down, like, get it all out, Mm -hmm. so to speak, and reproduction. But And it's a catchy song, too. Yeah, and it's for sure. And this was, again, another one where I was
1: like, where is this going? Especially because, like, I don't know if this was a character choice, but I don't don't know how much Tab Hunter... Tab Hunter was giving me Pierce Brosnan in, in... Mamma Mia, in terms of singing. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, so there was a bit of like, oh no, what? Why are we making Tab do so much heavy lifting? But once the kids yes. took over, it was great.
0: Yes, agreed. Um, and really, like we 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 kind of skimmed upon like the rest of the songs in between. We talked about Do It for Our Country, and there's a lot of fluff in there too. But so we we eventually get to the Luau. And the song, what was it? It's called "Rockin' Luau" or some Rock-a-Hula Luau." Summer is coming. In parentheses, um, this was yeah. like their best attempt to recreate like "We Go Together," mm-hmm. like "Rama Lama Llama," dingity Ding." You know that sort of like. They even try to put it in, but I think it was premature in a way. That should have been the celebratory number at the end. We're like, "Yay!" But I guess it would have been nighttime was it still night i was i mean it went i from, bl- blacked out as well yeah it
1: went from day to night it was like suddenly it was it was evening and they were still dancing and there was something about it like there was a certain shot like this is a weird connection but there was some like Towards the beginning of the luau, there was like an aerial shot, I think, as the teachers were coming in in the little buggy. And there was something about it was like, it was reminding me of the Harvest Festival from Parks and Rec. <gasps> yes. I don't know if that Oh, reads. my God. Yeah. I know
0: exactly what that is. Yeah. They just, yep. There was just like a lot of hay everywhere. <laughs> and I was like, That pullout. Yes. And it kind of almost felt like a little rinky-dink, though. It's like you could tell it was a studio. Right. As opposed to like that. You know, the cornfields of Pawnee. <laughs> yeah, there was just like that sense of like, ooh, this, it,
1: it had like, a, I don't know. I, I'm glad that resonates because I was like, why is this making me of think course. of that aerial shot of the of the Harvest Festival? Uh, oh, I love, that's one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. That's a great one. That's a great one. Oh, I haven't seen Parks and Rec in a while. But you know, yeah. I, that's the kind of show that I, I know I have to wait, you know, because it's like... It's the kind of thing, like, I, The Office, I had to wait, like, a long time before I could go back and rewatch them, and I didn't feel like, ugh, I know all these jokes, you know? Yep, Um, yep, yep. But, yeah, so we the Luau, um, this was, you know, as they were singing, like, Summer's Coming, that's when it occurred to me that the entire school year had passed. Yeah. That does not read at all in this movie that
0: we have gone through an entire school year agreed I had the same realization as well too and I think they do the same thing in the first one there's no there's no Christmas dance you know there's Mm -hmm. nothing that tells us or like people aren't wearing like coats right (laughs) right but they could be in California question mark I don't know
1: I think they're supposed to be in California and but I there could have been yeah there could have been at least like a scene in the middle with Christmas decorations up you know
0: yep I agree I I totally agree because it's it's like, oh, they're seniors, I guess. I don't know. And graduation is coming. But you're right. It just kind of sneaks up. After, like, two hours, you're like, you just feel slighted a little bit. Like, what? Yeah. And, and it's like, wait, I thought the talent, so the talent, sh- so
1: wait, so you guys were, like, auditioning for the talent show in September, and the talent show wasn't until, like, June? Oh, God, yes. That's such a good point. It doesn't make any sense. And it wasn't even that great of a show that you really needed a whole fucking school year to rehearse.
0: Yeah, they should have just did it like Mean Girls style. Like, we knew there was a talent show coming, but you don't need we don't need to see 17 rounds of rehearsals and auditions.
1: Yeah, and I also don't think I understood when, like, Miss Stevens or Miss McGee were like, oh, those are my boys. Oh, those are my girls. Yeah. What, is- what does that mean? What is this, like, the X factor? Would it just spin your chair around for them? <laughs> what the fuck does that yes. mean? I know, uh, I don't know. Anyway, but, or the voice—that's uh, the voice. Excuse the me, the voice. I yeah, I got you know you, what I mean. I they they do some selections on the X Factor as well. Yeah, um, but X or no X, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, we get to that Luau, and it's there was also an element of it where it was like it felt like i I there were moments where I was like, oh, this is like a community theater production of the White Lotus like there was a little bit of that feeling, and there was just like <laughs> just this bizarre it got like like it's Hawaiian, but it got like very tribal like it started to feel like this isn't you know Hawaii's not like deep in the Amazonian jungle, you know that this I don't you guys have gone like way back like this yeah this is. You know, this is before they were even you know barbecuing spam. Like, what
0: era of Hawaii are we invoking here? Yeah, what were they doing with like Stephanie and Johnny in the middle of that pool? Like, what was going to happen with them? They're right, burn them at the stake. That's what it felt like. It felt like a midsummer situation where it was like, all right, well, now time to
1: jump off the cliff. Like, I it was <laughs> yeah and at, the, at Get that at that hammer, p- yeah, exactly. Like, I don't think she's dead at this point in the movie. I was like. I don't know what this movie wants to do. And I couldn't understand why the final motorcycle chase was even happening. To be honest, at that point I was like, whatever.
0: Yeah. It's kind of, and the bad guys show up and they ruined everything. Like that party was, Oh God, it's what a mess. I
1: hate ruined parties. Dennis, the menace th- that, that food table, oh, you know, I had that food that made me laugh. That was a good, I, uh, sight. the gag. cake rising <laughs> up above yes. the fence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but uh yeah i i just hate that it was sort of ruined and then everyone sings that awful awful song about like we'll always be friends together forever and it's like this dirge of a song yeah they all couple up it's weird the choreography is like it, it felt like patricia ran out of steam there she's like ah just uh yeah getting one long line and just take a couple steps forward, couple steps backward, and it—I hated
1: that. Yeah, we'll call it macaroni. Well, apparently, yeah. what I read—I mean, maybe you saw this too in the trivia—that I guess the script was often not ready, and so I—you I, may not be wrong—that at certain points it was like. Well, I don't know what the story is, but let's make you do something, you know? Let's choreograph something.
0: Yeah, yes, that makes sense. That's why Cher turned it down. (laughs) She was going to play Lorna's part. Oh,
1: my God. Good
0: for Cher, you know? Um, Cher as Paulette, that would have been great. But
1: it also would have just been like, it would have stood out so hard against the rest of them. Like, she would have been too big a star for
0: Paulette. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, especially in the 80s. Yeah. Come on. Yeah and that's you know there we go
1: grease too you know and then that the song during the credits that that got stuck in my head but now i've forgotten it so i don't remember what it is it was like back to school
0: oh we're going back 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 to school
1: i think it was like the first number right yeah yeah because then i you know with songs i always i change it to like marco's going back He's going back back to school, you know? So, uh, Marco is a cool (laughs) rider. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's good. Some real, real, uh, you know, kids don't even say this anymore, but like bops, Mm. like some of these songs are really catchy, fun. And then the second half is not so much, but I think overall I had a really good time. I laughed some really hot men in this movie. The women are great a really kind of confusing scripts and it kind of trailed off at the end. But overall, I give it a B. Yeah, well, you know, the
1: you may be familiar with the Stinker Awards, uh, um, oh. most notably when Jamie Gertz won Worst Supporting Actress for her oh, under-celebrated performance crazy. as Dr. Melissa Rivers in Twister. Uh, this was nominated in 1982 for Worst Picture. And okay. it did not win. It lost out. Uh, well, it's, its fellow nominees included some movie called the Pirate Movie, which is apparently some variation on the Pirates of Penzance, um, Death Wish Two, uh, Whoa. Annie. Uh, I've never oh. seen Annie, so I can't speak to that. Um, and all of them were built beat out, beat out. All of them were beat out by some movie called In John, which apparently was just like a huge turkey of a dud about like Douglas MacArthur during the. Korean War. Oh, I don't know. Pa- apparently, it was a dud. But in any event, um, so it, at the very least, Greece Two was not the biggest stinker of the year.
0: Well, that's good. I, actually, I, there's one more piece of trivia that I actually gasped when I read this, and I'm sure you've read it too. The original plans was for this to be the second installment of a franchise of four movies and a TV series because Greece was such a hit. And when the movie flop plans for a franchise were thrown out, and Disney ended up adapting the unused script for the third movie, which became High School Musical. That really blew my mind. Yeah. And I don't know why. I was like, this is crazy that it lasted that long. Right.
1: And that they were like, that they, they had this story sitting around. You're like, oh, you know, 20 years later, let's make High School Musical. Um, And then 20 years after that, let's try to make Return of the Pink Ladies, and that's gone.
0: Yeah, did you watch any of that?
1: No, and now it's been— It made
0: me want to watch it. it, Yeah, It's it's, been
1: scrubbed. I know. Well, you know, I got to tell you, the ads for Return of the Pink Ladies really bothered me, so there was a part of me that was like, take that. You know, uh, what's her name? <laughs> well, we're, why didn't you like them? I don't know. There was just something about those ads that annoyed me. Um, okay. But I, what, I i have to watch them. Yeah. That little woman is in it. Oh, uh, Hoffman. Jackie Hoffman was in it. So I, I should be more forgiving. Oh, we love Jackie. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Well, well, good riddance. Good just riddance. Kidding. I don't know. Yeah. It's enough pink ladies. Uh,
0: well, I can't wait for... When we do Grease proper, that's going to be a treat. I'm going to be on cloud nine.
1: I think, you know, honestly, I think doing Grease 2 first was probably a good warm-up for Grease. Yeah. This was probably the smart way to do it. I'm probably going to love Grease now just because of how much I, you know, maybe didn't – I didn't hate this movie. It was a B. But, you know, hey, remember when we did Rent? I loved Rent.
0: Yeah. So – I mean – Oh, God. There's just so many great women in Greece. And Stalker Channing really was like, I really think my true BSA, like my first BSA moments, because that song. Because everyone wants to be Rizzo. Like, I mean, I'd love to be Jan, too. Marty's cool. Sandy is cool, but all the other girls are way cooler. Or the principal.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. Or or Ivarden. I mean, I don't, yeah, I guess that'll be the the question at hand is is which Greece, which pink lady, or which Greece woman do I want to be?
0: I don't yeah. know. Wait, I know we're wrapping up here, but we have to talk about Mr. Spears. Oh. The, the teacher that like, off with his head. I have never hated another character in a movie. Like, what was that, um, Away From Her? That guy that we hated? Oh, oh, Like, Aubrey. he's in that level. Yeah. yeah. He's Aubrey level of stupid and I hate you. <laughs>
1: yes, that like, it's that brand of humor. Like, when were we, we were just talking about this in it was a movie we just did where you're like,
0: why? Yeah. I it, like why I think we chatted about it. Oh, I think we're
1: talking about grumpier old men and how it was like just a different type of humor. And yeah, yeah, it's yeah. different from the way like a movie would feel today. But like the, the Mr. Spears moment, like that's a type of humor that doesn't make me laugh at all. Like no. All that was no. when, when he like slammed his head on the desk, all that was missing was a like, boy, you know what I mean? Like it's so dumb and broad and like i don't know it's a it's a very broad like 1960s laughing kind of humor
0: yeah and it's the same type like if this was a stage like if this was a stage musical like some jock on the football team would have played mr spears and and been the hit of the show oh it's like one of those things like all the moms would have been like oh and that mr spears i'm like no yeah don't give him that that doesn't take talent you It'll know? never make me laugh. No, never. Um, so that, those are my last two notes. I'm glad I remember to say those things.
1: Good, good. You know what? Yes. Yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, oh, you know what? I'm gonna end. You know, two thoughts. Two, uh, two things. I'm gonna end on three things. One, if I haven't made it clear enough, the fact that Stephanie put so much goddamn ketchup on that burger, I was like, ugh, disgusting. I can. Yeah, even for me. Yeah. Too much. Oh, I could smell her for the rest of the movie. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I've already said this, but, like, I feel like the second half of the movie started to turn into You've Got Mail. Um, It was kind of that whole, like, oh, I didn't know it was you the whole time. Oh, yes.
0: Yep, yep, uh, yep.
1: So I just wanted to acknowledge the You've Got Mail connection. And yes. I don't know if have you ever seen the movie Lost in Translation. No, and I feel like I should. It. I think it's worth seeing. So there's a moment, there's this kind of, like, big not big there's this infamous moment towards the end where somebody whispers something into somebody else's ear but we as the audience oh. don't know what they say and Oh that's right I have a similar question for what disgusting thing does Michael <laughs> whisper in Dolores's ear before the end of the movie
0: and she, I can't remember what she says back to him she's like yeah yeah uh,
1: dems the breaks
0: she goes I have no idea. I don't either. I don't know. I... I'm i so glad you brought that up. Listeners, what do you think? Yeah, what do you Let think? Let us know.
1: Oh, my goodness. Marco just used the litter box, and I don't know. I've never felt more played off in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Cue the music. Man, I don't know what the orchestra's playing, but it stinks.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure does stink. Stinks like Stephanie's breath <laughs> after that burger. <laughs> stinks like double ketchup. ha, <laughs> ha. Oh boy. Well, if
1: ever there was a moment I needed to get up and put some more litter in the box, (laughs) it would be right now. So, (laughs) we are definitely being played off. Wow. Jesus, Marco. You know, love means accepting you in all of your ways, but you're stretching it tonight. He didn't
0: like the ending either. No, he didn't like it either. That's what he's saying. Yeah.
1: Like, it was cat shit. So,
0: oh boy, it's in my mouth. So, where can folks find more of you? (laughs) We're being played off. (laughs) <laughs> they can find me on my other podcast, The Good Vanilla, uh, or you can follow me on Instagram at Nick Kachanov How about you, Colin? Well,
1: you can find me on All Right, Mary. Uh, we're we're wrapping up Back to School Month, and we're kicking off All Right Scary. So I'm very excited about that. Ooh. It's my favorite time of year is nice. spooky movies. So that's happening. And then you can find me on Instagram at Colin Trucker underscore, and you can find more of both of us on Instagram in a best supporting capacity
0: at BSA Pod. Or you can send us an email at theBSAPod at gmail.com. And uh, you know,
1: keep your keep your peepers cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> um, because the best supporting after show is coming, and we've got things to talk about. We have, we have some things. I just I know we do. I know we have things to talk about. We do. It's um, gonna be a great show. It's gonna be great. And if you don't know, on the after show, we catch up on things that we've been watching, things that we've been doing. You know, all of the kind of like upfront life business that like folks usually do in a podcast. We save all that for the after show. So if you like that kind of stuff, it's a whole show full of that. Plus, we play games. We do best supporting assignments. We do BSAs of the week. Jesus Christ. And you get to find out what the next week's episode is going to be, if we know. Uh, so, If we know. If we know. Um, and all of that, $5 a month plus early access to episodes just like this, $5 a month, it's worth saying again. Patreon.com slash Pod. Costs less than a burger with double ketchup. Oh, yeah, because they'll charge you <laughs> Say for it that. it again. Yeah. Ugh. That's right. And a, and a burger for my friend over here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, what a jerk. So, (laughs) Anyway, I think it is time for us to get into our own cool riders. And that would be a couple of pre-owned leads to editor cells named Ruth and Cheryl. And we are going to just kind of ride over the pool and into the sunset. Yeah. To the luau. To the luau. (laughs) And that, as you say, is that.